Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It is Thursday, March 17th, and this is People Every Day. Hey everyone, this is your host, Janine. Don't pinch me, I'm wearing green, Rubenstein. And lucky for you, we've got a pot full of interesting stories to get you up to speed on and into today. First, Kanye West was temporarily locked out of his Instagram after violating the platform's harassment rules. A Meta spokesperson said that Ye's posts toward Kim and Pete and recent comments were to blame, including a really horrible racial slur directed at Trevor Noah that we will not be repeating here. So how Trevor Noah got roped into this is interesting and really deep. Ye seemed to be lashing out at him in response to Noah's on-air comments about the way the rapper's treating Kim and Pete. Listen to what he said. One of the most powerful, one of the richest women in the world, unable to get her ex to stop texting her, to stop chasing after her, to stop harassing her. Just think about that for a moment. Think about how powerful Kim Kardashian is. And she can't get that to happen. He then talked about his own experience with domestic abuse and harassment, saying he grew up watching his mother go through it to a horrific degree. One of the things I found most interesting was how often people told my mom that she was overreacting. What I found interesting was how many times people told my mom to calm down, people told my family to calm down, everyone. And for years, people said this ah, no, this, ah, you know, these, this, this happens, this hap- that happens, this, everyone. Police, some family, stranger, whatever it was, whatever it was. And I'll never forget one day, I got a call from my brother saying, hey, mom has just been shot in the head. She's in the hospital now, she's just been shot. The host wrapped things up by asking, if Kim Kardashian cannot escape this, then what chance do normal women have? Well, for her part, Kim seems to be trying to rise above it all and focusing in on her new love. In a pretty upbeat interview with Ellen yesterday, Kim revealed that not only does Pete have several tattoos dedicated to her, he also literally branded himself with her name. He wanted to do something that was really different because like, okay, first tattoo he got, I was like, oh, so cute. Thank you. Oh my God. You know, second, whatever. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. But like, that's what tattoo people do, right? Like they get tattoos of what's going on in their life. Ouch. I mean, as Ellen quipped, she is, in fact, a brand. Kim went on to describe Pete's other dedicated tattoos, specifically one that says, my girlfriend is a lawyer. That one, Kim said, is her favorite. Moving on to an update in the case of Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who's been detained in Russia on alleged drug possession. According to Russian state news agency TASS, a Moscow court now plans to hold Brittany, who was arrested in mid-February, until May 19th. American-Iranian journalist Jason Rizian, who was detained in Tehran in 2014 and spent a year and a half in prison, finds his and Britney's cases similar. He told CNN, it's the most audacious hostage-taking by a state imaginable. I know from my own case that the supposed charges against me were not based in anything like reality, and they were used to perpetuate a narrative about why I was being held. 
All right, on to some good news or bad news, depending on how big of a crush you have on Tom Hiddleston, the Loki star and Velvet Buzzsaw actress Zawi Ashton, who seem to have met when they co-starred in the play Betrayal back in 2019, are engaged. Zawi was seen wearing a very large, very sparkly, very diamond ring at the BAFTAs over the weekend. And while reps for the actors have not commented, people can confirm that the two are very much engaged. It may not be an infinity stone, but that rock looks legit. Congrats to both of them. Okay, now we are gearing up for the Oscar Awards just a little over a week away. And today we are going to spend some time with a true ingenue who, despite the sound of her name, is anything but green and inexperienced when it comes to Hollywood. If Beale Street could talk, Lovecraft Country, Ray, When They See Us, Quantico, NCIS, Los Angeles, The Mentalist, Undercover Brother, it's like a never-ending IMDb scroll of hits when it comes to my next guest. And then there's King Richard, for which she deservedly holds an Oscar nomination in the category of Best Supporting Actress for her turn as Venus and Serena's doting, but don't mess with her girls, mom or her scene Williams. I'm talking about actress Anjanu Ellis, who is featured in People's Oscars portfolio in this week's issue out Friday and will soon be honored at Essence Magazine's prestigious Black Women in Hollywood Awards. I will be there. I cannot wait for all the Black girl magic. But Anjanu, I am so happy to have you here with me now to talk about just this incredible moment in your career and go Frisco because we are both San Francisco girls. So I'm even more excited. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. First up, just congratulations on your Oscar nomination. I know so many longtime fans like myself are thrilled you are being recognized in this way. So it's about a week out now from the big show. How are you feeling? I feel all right. I'm taking it day by day, which is something I've learned in the last two years. And that's just what you have to do. I have had a good time these last couple weeks. I didn't expect that, that I would go to these events and win or lose. I'm like, oh, this is fun. You know, I just didn't think that it would be like that. And a part of it is I think I'm just happy to be out the house a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) to be like hanging out with other human beings. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So there's that. I'm really enjoying it. Hopefully this will be another night that I'm going to have a good time. Yeah, I got to see you at the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, and you were just on the carpet living life, looking fabulous. So, yes, I can attest to that. (laughs) I've read that landing the role of Oracine Brandy Williams in King Richard was not a walk in the park, and it was actually a bit of a challenge, but your persistence and your confidence and your ability just completely paid off. So take us into how you got the part, for those who don't know. I knew that they were interested and were going to pursue some other actors who are a lot more famous than I am. I'll just put it like that. But when I knew that, for some reason, I wasn't nervous about that. I wanted this part. When I read it, I was like, I want to do that. But when I found out that other piece of information that they were, you know, thinking about other people, it didn't worry me too much because I felt like I feel like I'm going to have a shot at this, if that makes sense. And then so when it opened up, I started doing the taping thing. My sister taped with me in Mississippi. And then they had to go to Atlanta to work and she taped with me on the phone from Mississippi. So it was a lot of taping and a lot of my sister and her time, you know, taping with me and yelling at my niece and nephew in between takes. 
but it's what we do. And then I that led to a meeting with Ray Ronaldo Marcus Green, my hitter director. And then that led to meeting with Will in California. And so I had to, on the down low, get on a plane on a Saturday while I was doing Lovecraft Country and run out to Los Angeles real quick, <laughs> real quick and read with Will. And I did. At his house, and right? And I changed clothes on the plane, brushed my, I've said this a thousand times, yeah, at his house. <laughs> <laughs> brush my teeth because I couldn't you know it's not like I could walk in Will Smith's house and be like can I brush my teeth can I change my clothes at your house you know I couldn't do that I don't know him and it's Will Smith I couldn't do that so then I read and he was very lovely and he fed me afterwards because that's what he does he feeds people really well and then I still didn't get the part and then a week later they called and told me that I was going to play Orson. Take me into the set, what it was like filming. I mean, he will say he's a goofball, but he just went so deep into this character. And did he kind of stay there the whole time? Or did you guys have some time to like just free up and have some fun? He stayed there. He stayed there. And the great thing about it, though, is that he wasn't doing this whole thing, you know, being a method. I'm not into that at all. What he was doing was he was being honest to the character that he was playing. And then he would just goof off as Richard Williams. Nice. What's so great, I think, about Will is that what's fundamental for him is that everybody on the set be treated really well. He feels that it should be a place of joy. And he creates that environment. So do you just have Venus and Serena on speed dial now? Like, how does this work? Girl! (laughs) Listen, no, I don't. I don't. When I've been around them, I'm fully aware that, yes, I played their mother. I played their mother, but I'm not their, you know what I'm saying? So they are still very much goddesses to me. They look like they're on the ground, but they're not. They're something else. I love it. I love it. We've got plenty more to talk about with Anjanu after the break. And trust me, you don't want to miss what she has to say about her inspiring fake it till you make it journey to stardom. But first, this week's cover of People features megastar Samuel L. Jackson and wife of 41 years actress Latanya Richardson Jackson. They share how they dug their heels in and worked through Samuel's debilitating drug addiction at the very beginning of their marriage. You got to hear it. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
We are back, and I'm so excited to talk to you guys about this week's issue of People. Samuel L. Jackson is currently in the last days of Ptolemy Gray on Apple TV+. So good. But, of course, he starred in some of the biggest and best movies of all time, Jungle Fever, Pulp Fiction, The Avengers films, you name it. Highest paid guy in Hollywood, I hear. But early on in his marriage to his wife, Latanya Jackson, he became addicted to drugs. Take a listen to what he told us. You were doing that play, and I guess I had I had gone the day that they found me passed out on the floor in the house or whatever. I had, I had been out at a bachelor party or something, but you were doing that Mike Nichols play when you called out and got me put in, you know, and got me into that rehab place. So Samuel said that LaTanya, quote, didn't have to fix me. She could have just said, get out and left me to the world. Let me go and be whatever I was going to be. So here's how LaTanya responded. I couldn't do that because I felt as though God has spoken to me and said, now, you can't leave this young man like this. So give him some help and then if you feel like leaving afterwards, we'll talk about it. You guys, it's really a moving story. And aside of Samuel and LaTanya, we don't usually see. They were super open with us. So I highly recommend checking out our cover story with them on newsstands everywhere tomorrow. I fixed Serena serve because you messed that up. You did what? Yes, I fixed that toss because you messed it up. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I've been here dreaming and believing just like you. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to see me. So... Uh, what you want? What you want? You, you want thank you? <laughs> That's all right, Richard. That's all right. I don't need your thank you. Unlike you, I don't need the world to tell me I'm great. That was from the heavily Oscar-nominated film King Richard, and we are back with Will Smith's scene partner and co-star Anjanu Ellis. Now, this film really shows us how these two parents pushed and supported their daughters to become not only successful on the tennis court, but strong, determined women outside of tennis. So I I'm wondering who that person was for you in your life. Who motivated you to chase your dreams? Well, it was a couple people. My grandmother didn't necessarily say, girl, you can go for it. But she definitely created an environment where I felt safe and she fed me and she took care of me. That's important, too, to have that foundation. And then I had people along the way, like my sixth grade, my elementary librarian uh, and then Miss Geneva, Miss Regina Turner in college. And then I had this man who lived to be 99 years old from Mississippi, who actually said to me, this path you're going down to get a good job with benefits, I suggest you try something else. And so I did. And then the other person is my mother. My mother was my ultimate, ultimate, ultimate cheerleader. Was there anyone who just flat out doubted you and helped push you in that regard? For a long time, I was very naive about that. And I think that spared me a lot of heartache. I knew that I wanted to do something different. And I left Mississippi. I got in a car with this friend of mine. Her name is Renita Martin. We got in a car in a blue Corolla. We had no money, none, zero. We shared a Snickers bar. We slept on the floor of her cousins who were at MIT. I ended up working three jobs, got fired from all of them. And all of this was in preparation for me leaving Tougaloo College to go to Brown University. And I just went there. I wasn't accepted into that school. I just went there with my fingers crossed that it would happen, and somehow it did. Nobody in my family said to me, you should rethink that. Maybe that's not something you should do. 
And I think it was because they knew that there was nothing they could do to stop me. I tell you what, though, and this is important to say, what penetrates is my own voice, my own doubt. That's who I have to tell to shut up all the time. At this point along your journey, how does it feel to be a Black woman in Hollywood? You're being honored for that from Essence. And just thinking back from your first role to now, do you feel like that journey, that diversity, inclusion, everything that we have been pushing Hollywood towards for years is actually happening now? Being a part of this was a personal, very specific dream that I had to be included in this. I've wanted this for a long, long time. I'm so happy about that. We are in a lot of stuff now. And we have some wonderful women producers who are creating some great, great stuff. And I think the next step here is our owning the studios. How about that? But also the breadth of our imagination that we can put on small and big screens. There's an expectation that, that we are really limited or they want to keep us very, very limited in what that looks like. I want to be able to tell stories like Terrence Malick. I want to be able to tell stories like Wes Anderson. I want to be able to tell stories like P.T. Anderson and Martin Scorsese. I want to be given the money and the support to do that kind of work. Because I've been in rooms and been on Zooms where people doubted that. They're not used to somebody looking like me doing that. Yeah. So that's the thing that I personally battle and I'm going to continue to fight. Anjanu, thank you so much for taking the time. This was so wonderful. Thank you for wanting to talk to me today. I appreciate you. All right, guys, now let me send you off into your St. Patty's Day evening with this. The last name Green shows up in my family tree, and my mom has always sworn we have a little Irish blood in us. And because of that, we were the only Black family I knew who grew up eating corned beef and cabbage and potatoes every St. Patrick's Day. So I'm actually making some of that tonight. But quickly, before you go, we've got some tasty ideas to get you into the holiday spirit with People Food Editor Anna Calderon. Hey, Anna. Hey there. Thanks for having me. I mean, it wouldn't be a holiday without plenty of snacking, right? What are some good go-tos for some St. Pat's apps and snacks? So it would not be St. Patrick's Day to me without Irish soda bread. And we have a great recipe on people.com for Guinness Irish soda bread. It's a little bit more savory than traditional Irish soda bread, so it's great to start out with. And it's a great excuse to get the party started while you're cooking because you can add a little Guinness to the bread and have a little for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for those who do want to change up their normal corned beef and cabbage routine, what's a tasty Irish meal that you enjoy? Well, corned beef and cabbage is great, but I do love a beef stew. It's really hearty and we have a great recipe for that as well. It has pearl barley, carrots and onions, potato thyme, all the good stuff. Just save a little bit of that bread that we mentioned before because it's great for dipping. I've got to ask dessert. What's for dessert? Okay, so I know you're expecting me to say something homemade, but I'm going to throw you for a loop and say you should go to Krispy Kreme for dessert because the chain has all these different festive donuts, <laughs> one that looks like a leprechaun, one with a rainbow pot and a pot of gold. They're so cute. And a hot tip, uh, they're, they're giving anybody who shows up in green a free donut, so you might as well get what? some for you and some for the I party. I don't need any <laughs> excuse to go to Krispy Thank you. But... And lastly, of course, there are plenty of stories about all kinds of shenanigans happening on a day like this. Do you have a drink or cocktail for listeners to try at home, you know, after the Guinness? 
Oh, good question. Okay, well, why not combine dessert and cocktails? I love trying to recreate a shamrock shake at home and you can make some of them boozy. Just have like some mint chip ice cream, heavy cream milk, and then maybe a little vanilla vodka or even Bailey would be delicious. And then just pop a little cherry on top. <laughs> oh, we've got ourselves a party. I am hungry now. Thank you very much, Anna. And thank you all for listening. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Best of luck to you in your uh, March Madness brackets. And we'll be back tomorrow with more of People Every Day.